talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. Welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically the kind of stuff you talk about with your friends, except we do it online so that you can laugh at us. We also have some really amazing guests. Yeah, today we're going to talk to a female professional wrestler. And no. um, yeah, oh yeah, it's happening. It's ha- She's going to fuck you up, Hillary. You better ask the right questions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's actually really nice. We're going to talk to her in a second. (laughs) I'm in studio with her, Hillary. You have no worries. I might have a couple, though. It's all good. I I think we need to have a picture taken of her with you in a hold. It's going to happen. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to. I'm pretty sure. Before we get to that, we have to do the quick. I was going to say, I could get myself out of a hole, but now I'm looking at her thinking, no, I really couldn't. I really couldn't. (laughs) Let's get to the quick. All right, so I want to talk about probably the most terrifying experience at work is when you need to use the bathroom. And the only thing that makes it worse is when your stall is out of order. No, I can't even I can't even handle this story. You haven't even told it yet. <laughs> because so, everyone has a stall that they go to at work. Yes, you have a favorite, of course. Everybody yes. has a favorite. I, oh, like- I have a favorite. <laughs> But okay, I okay, back up a second. I just need quick clarification from you. Are we talking about and I I really hate to do this to you. Are we talking about number 1 or number 2? It doesn't matter. Okay. Good. Mostly it's number 1. Okay. It's a pee thing. Okay. But it's very uncomfortable. So I like the big stall at the end of the row. Me too. The special stall. Because most people will go to the first stall, but we go, I go to the last one so that I, I figure there's not know. as much use. I don't know that most people will go to the last one. It's bigger. It's roomier. The toilet's higher. God, it sounds nice, Hillary. It's like the penthouse of toilets. It's Well, why wouldn't you go to that toilet then? I mean, the floor is nice. I don't know. It's just nicer know. in there. Is it it's spacious? a little more roomy. I like to spread out. <laughs> Bring a magazine and do what you need to do. I got you. Yeah. So There's you go- nothing worse than having to pee in a toilet stall that's so narrow and you can't even like... Spread your legs. <laughs> exactly. Like I, my parents have a bathroom like that when I go and visit them. And you can't even, like, you can't even handle, like, there's the cleanup work is a real, it's a real nightmare. <laughs> It's an, I can't, there's no room to just sort of, you know, okay, I've said too much. Go ahead with your so story. I can't even talk I, about this. I come into work and I, I don't generally have to pee a lot. Like I have the bladder of a camel <sighs> and I have a shy bladder and a shy constitution, period. Like I'm not a work peer or a pooper. I literally live five minutes from work. And if it's a desperation moment, I will drive home. Really? So, okay, good. I actually respect that, but continue. <laughs> I really do, because I'm the same as you. I cannot do any big jobs at work, <laughs> but I, the little jobs are no problem. So you drive home to do your... Okay, got it. So I, I guess I drank a lot of coffee or water the other day, and I had to go to the bathroom. And my stall, I walk in, my stall, it might as well have my name on it, maybe a star on the door. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> the top of the toilet sitting on the seat and like I guess it wouldn't flush or something and it like the heart sinks. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> what, was there a sign though that said it was out of order? No, it's just clearly like that's what they do to let people know not to use it. Uh, it's been two weeks. Oh my god. Two and weeks not without my stall. No. So you have to sit like in the- eight employees here. Okay. 
So, it's like, like still. well, we've got three bathrooms. That's two. Like the quota of uh, toilets per employee are quite high here. And uh, it's really upsetting because I I like the center of gravity, like the, the legs a little bit. Yes. I, I don't know. The other ones are seem so short. I don't and know why it feels the fuck awkward. You, why the fuck haven't you called HR by now? Because this is <laughs> someone needs to be fired right now, Hillary, because I am that at two weeks. What is that? I don't know. It's kinda, so ridiculous. But kind of dump do you work in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What kind of dump do you work in? <laughs> in like, honest to God, here, if there's a drip in five minutes, we have workers coming in and people coming. You know what I mean? It's like the toilets are serious business and the ceilings are another business. So what you need to do is get a leak going or something in your building. <laughs> that way you can get things moving. It's ridiculous. Yes. And it's just really uncomfortable. Like, I don't think I'll ever get used to the new stall. <laughs> and then, it, like, we have a, it's a three. So do you go in the one that's closest to the sink where people can hear you do your business? No. Like, because sometimes when you pee, there's an accidental toot. Oh, Hillary. <laughs> For someone who has such a strong constitution, you know better than that. Come on. You can't, like, can you not do a combination P clench? <laughs> a cough? <laughs> like, just a combination. <laughs> I work out, I've, I've mastered the combination. It's it's difficult. It and then is. I don't like the middle one because I feel like that's where everyone goes. And yeah. I, then I'm germaphobe. You don't want to be in the one that everybody goes in. You need to have your own action going on. So, God, Hillary, I, I didn't know you were going through this. I wish you would have told me sooner. I would have like, been nicer. Like, is there a card you could send for support? <laughs> Do you know, I was thinking that, you know, when you're sitting on that toilet and you said you wanted a star on the door, you should have an on-air light every time you're in there. I mean, just to make you feel like home, like there's something happening. What do you think? Is that a good yeah, idea? It's like more like a make lots of noise yeah. light, not like a quiet light. I don't want quiet in the bathroom. No, and you don't want to announce to people that you're in there either. I mean, you just want to go in quietly. You want to leave. In my building, Hillary, because we, we have like maybe, I can, we used to have 80 people in our building at one time. So I'm going to say now we have 50, 60. And um, there are certain women in this building, no names, who... <laughs> who oh, come on. I want names. No. I feel like their insides need to be cleaned out by some like they need a colonic. There's something going on that when they when when they go to the bathroom, I know it's them. You know? Oh, like, like they I have just a brand. Know, they have a brand. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm talking about this because it's been my dirty, <laughs> dirty little. It's like the unknown it's thing. It's not that's, a secret anymore. We don't talk about it in this building. The women, we just look at each other with the pain of knowing that well, person that's the has difference been in the bathroom between women us. and men, right? Because men talk about it and they like just rip each yes. other on it. Yes. So and women, it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't like to talk about that. You don't with... talk about other people's because someone will talk about yours. It's an un, you just don't. That's exactly right, Hillary. And I'm, I'm plus I'm a fucking lady. <laughs> Are you? Are you a fucking lady? <laughs> I'm a fucking lady. Where's my on air light? I'm a fucking lady. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Woman. No. No, Hillary. I can't. I can't. I'm having a day. Okay. So what's your quick? (laughs) My quick is a combination horrible slash amazing encounter that I had at Starbucks. Um, I actually. Are you cheating on Tim? What? (laughs) 
Why would you? I was alone. I you swear. said you had an encounter. I was like, what? Okay, maybe I should have phrased that differently. I witnessed a first date unfold before my eyeballs. Oh, that is my favorite. It was the greatest slash worst thing I've ever heard because I so many times I wanted to jump in and say, no, you're horrible. Anyway, so uh, I, I went actually to blog. Sandra P.ca. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I was like, I was, I was getting writers, writers block, whatever they call it. And lo and behold, a, a sweet, sweet gift had just appeared next to me. Uh, there was a man sitting there and then he was joined by a woman. And the way she introduced herself, I could see, oh shit, this is it. They just met for the first time. And he started talking about match.com. So right away I knew. Ooh. Right away High I class. knew. High class. He's paying for it. Oh, he, is it? Yeah, that's a paid site. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because I I couldn't even believe that they, A, were matched and B, had agreed to meet each other because they were so mismatched. Okay, so describe. He was 50-ish. I would say he had like almost a Steve Jobs kind of a vibe, okay, honestly. Okay, I got that. Black yeah, yeah. turtleneck, grayish hair, uh, glasses. He looked very uptight. Very right. uptight. Just something about him. His posture was too perfect. Mm-hmm. She was a uh, a black woman who had a Halle Berry vibe, somewhat long hair Halle Berry. Uh, she was beautiful, red lipstick, understated jeans. Like she just, she just looked fantastic. I really liked her vibe. So when she sat down with him, I went, oh, girl, you are out of his league <laughs> right away. <laughs> and I was calling him Brad and her Hallie, like Halle Berry, and okay. uh, in my brain anyway. And uh, right away, all he does is talk about his job, himself, his Ugh. ex-wife. And then and, and she was wonderfully gracious. She was like, yes, tell me more, tell me more. And I'm thinking, Hallie, sweetheart, he's a, no, fuck, get out of here. And I was trying to make eye contact with her. Like I was going to say, slip me your number, I'll call you and I'll get you out of this fucking situation. Maybe, like, give- just because he wasn't your brand doesn't mean that she wouldn't like him. Fair enough. But then I was watching her her body language and you could tell she wasn't into him and she was being super polite. So he finally asked her about herself. She like started, 20 minutes later. Like 20 yeah. minutes later, she starts telling him about her son. He interrupts her with the story about Red Deer, Alberta. <laughs> I'm thinking, ah. Oh. And then, and then he Brad, starts. Brad, you blew it. Brad, you're a dick. Brad then starts talking about how he is conservative and he believes in conservative family values and Harper made some mistakes, but here's the things he did right. And he starts to talk about all the, and I'm like, Oh fuck politics on the first date. Brutal. And she's trying to sound like she's interested. Finally, there's this pause in the conversation. Like they have nothing left to talk about after 22 minutes. They're done. Right. And I'm thinking right there, Hallie, put your coat on. Say it was very nice to meet you, Brad. I need to go now. I'm I have an you know, bye. Bye. But it didn't there was this long, weird pause, and then they kept fucking talking. And uh. I thought, oh girl, I can't help you anymore. I'm out. So <laughs> I I got my stuff. I was leaving, and as I was leaving, I saw them getting up to leave, and I thought, oh good, good, she's out. They moved to a more comfortable part of Starbucks. You know, those the really nice loungy uh. chairs. I understand that dates can be awkward and sometimes you end up just blabbing on about stuff that doesn't matter. But if you're ever going on a first date, just ask questions about the other person. Right. The less you say about yourself, the less you can fuck it up. (laughs) 
And people love to talk about themselves. So when you ask questions about that person, I mean, that's how you get that connection because they think, oh, they really like me. I'm going to give them some information about myself and they leave with a better feeling. Brad didn't understand that. Brad and Brad, by the way, which is what the politics thing threw me off. Brad also shat on his ex-wife. And oh, I, and I, if you're if you're on and, a first date, on a first date, and he was talking about his loser children, but that's another story entirely. I could see sometimes uh, women like to ask on that first date. Like I will ask, why? What did you learn from your separation? Oh, that's deep. Just because if it's like, oh, she was a bitch, then I'm not interested. Why? Because it's it's always both people's fault. Of course. To a certain degree. And if it's just, if they're still bitter, I, I walk away right then. And plus, the way he talks about, you know, if you've been in a 20-year relationship that broke up and you're, you're, you're angry and shitty about it, that tells you something. It tells you where they are first emotionally. Right. And then doesn't it tell you about the kind of human they are? Because if he's willing to talk shit about the mother of his kid, he'll talk shit about you when you break up. Absolutely. And plus, isn't, it, isn't that particular moment about something good? Wouldn't you want to focus on the potential positives of meeting someone new? Yeah. And just say, you know, I have a, you know, I, the, my, I was married for 20 years. Um, we, we don't really talk anymore, uh, but, but I'm so happy uh, we had yeah. that time. Like you can say, oh, well, you know, there was infidelity on her behalf. Like you can say what, what happened if somebody is curious without ragging on someone. I agree. Yeah. That's the part where I was like, eh, Hallie, get out of here. But Hallie didn't. So, you know. Hallie's not very smart. Hallie's probably going to go on a second date with that loser, and I'm very worried for her because he's just, uh, I don't know, I can't help her anymore. I love how invested you are in these people. I was just, I, 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 I left Starbucks upset. <laughs> you're like full on. She's your best friend and Hallie. you're giving her relationship advice. Yeah, I know. And I, I was actually debating whether or not I should make eye contact with her and like shake my head like, no, he's not like for you. Signal her to meet you. you in the bathroom so <laughs> you can give some quick tips. Listen, bitch, listen to me now. <laughs> Run. Anyway, I, so I don't know what the moral of the story is, but um. I just know that I'm really glad that I'm not single. <laughs> that was the other lesson of the story. I would never survive in the dating world ever, 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 because I couldn't handle that bullshit. The second the politics card came out, I'd be like, fuck you, Brad. I'm out. It is tough, though. I feel like I got out just in time. Like, I met my boyfriend <laughs> almost two years ago. Thank God. And the, the difficult part about dating once you get late 30s 40s 50s is that guys they want the young ones now right. oh that's and they exactly don't really right, want to yeah. date people that they can actually achieve and <laughs> <laughs> right and it's it's just really unfair because you're left with duds like brad yeah and like the it's slim pickings and men a lot of times have this unrealistic expectation about what they can actually hold down. Right. And by the way, Hallie was a good 20 years younger than Brad. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, Brad, get a woman your own age who's interested in your bullshit, who maybe has a story about Red Deer, Alberta as well. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's why guys do go for younger women, because they're a little overwhelmed. They seem intelligent just because of their age. Versus where if, if you or I sat down with Brad, we'd be like, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> shut up, Brad. Shut your face. <laughs> You're stupid. Hey, Brad. Brad, nobody wears turtlenecks anymore. Just an FYI. <laughs> Brad. <laughs>
All right. Le- lesson learned. And by the way, I blogged about it, too. As I sat there and I, I was visibly leaning in, I wrote down everything <laughs> that I heard. I'm just picturing you with, like, spy gear. Like, what? <laughs> One of those like saucers that's like convex. (laughs) Headphones. Headphones. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling. I was debating whether or not I should take a picture, but then I thought, no, that's really taking it too far. I'll just talk about it passive aggressively on my podcast. It's fine. Perfect. 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 So I'm really excited about today's guest because uh, I have already got a wrestling name. Of course you do. Tell me what it is. You got to tell me what it is. It's Killery. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Because, okay, so oh, my regular my. morning show partner, his name is Curtis. Yes. So, and I'm Hillary. So we are uh, Curtis and Killery. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. It's our tag team. I was going to say you would make an excellent tag team kind of couple. <laughs> or would you? <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's ask our guest this week. Um, This week, we are so excited to have a pro wrestler on the podcast, Um, a professional wrestler for real. She's a lab technician by day and by night. She is a wrestler. She is the queen of mean. Please welcome to the quick and the dirty Persephone Vice. Persephone, I'm so pumped about this. I just finished binge watching Glow. Oh, and yes. I feel like I'm super into wrestling right now. <laughs> I can teach you some stuff if you want. Well, yeah. yeah. I want you to demonstrate some on Sandra, please, and oh videotape it. <laughs> Killery, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Killery she cries is like a little on, bitch, too. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start with you. Per- Persephone, can I call you? Do I call you Mean Queen? Persephone? I don't know what to call you. You can just call me Vice. That works. I'll call you Vice. That okay, works. that totally that works. works. How Vice? Yeah. <laughs> Vice? Okay. Let's just start from the beginning. How how did you get into wrestling? Uh, well, I'm 6'2", and basketball just wouldn't cut it for me, you know. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, growing up, I was never super athletic. I was never good at anything. I tried, and it just never, never worked out. And so... You know, my brother would watch wrestling. My best friend would watch wrestling. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like, do I watch this? Like, can I get into this? So I, like, begrudgingly started watching it. And then I was, like, totally into it. Like, I couldn't stop watching it. I would, well, like, record. there's so much story. So true. And I think that's what I fell in love with, the theatrics of it all. Because apparently I, I make these faces and I, I do these acts and people are like, oh, my God, you're so funny. I was like, OK, that's cool. <laughs> and like it just comes out like however it does. And it's funny. So uh, I did acting classes in school and I was... um back home I did a, a program through high school called Theater Complete so it really it really helped bring out my character just like developing who I am not necessarily as a wrestler but as an an actress quote unquote actress or personality let's just say it that way and then I got in touch with the right people through independent wrestling and here I am today and I've been wrestling since 2000 and no oh, wait 2006? Yes, July 22nd, 2006. 
Wow. I didn't yeah. know that there was a big scene in Canada for wrestling. Huge. Really? Yeah. So, so you're in de- many different types of leagues. There's not just yes. one league. There's a lot of different. That is correct. That is correct. I've done, I haven't wrestled in Europe yet, which would be like my ultimate goal before I say, let's hang up the boots and, you know, wash my hands of it. Um, I've done a few U.S. tours and I've done multiple tours around Ontario. And uh, there's been some in like in other provinces in Canada. Wow, I hadn't. That is wild to me that there's so many different mm-hmm. leagues. Can you actually make money pro wrestling in Ottawa, in Ontario, or Canada for that matter? Uh, it really all depends if you make it your job or not. Some people have made it their job, um, and they because they have. Like, that's all they do. They can ask, like, they can, their payout is different, right? So it just really all, really all depends if this is your your life or if you have something outside of wrestling. Hmm. Mm -hmm. How is it explaining to your employer that you need time off to wear spandex and (laughs) professionally rest? It's it's actually very challenging because where I work... um, it's you can't like I, I have very strong work ethic, so I'm not going to start calling in sick and making excuses. So um, a lot of my the promoters that I, I work with know what my my money making job is, my real life job. And I'm like, I, I can't just drop everything and come work for you. I, I can't do it. That's not how I roll. So you let me know if we're going on tour for, let's say, like five, six days let me know those dates and I will book vacation for you to come work for you. And so I have, uh, there's a couple of promoters that I do that with and there's like a, a mutual respect between us about like I'm taking time out of my work life to come here, not just a weekend thing. Uh, so that's just how it works there. And like usually there's never a problem with me getting the time off, but sometimes there have, has been. You talk about, to, I just have to ask you for a second, you talked about going on tour in Europe and that's the point where you would, you know, hang up the old spandex and the boots. Yeah, yeah. What about the WWE? Isn't that sort of the wrestling mecca or is it? Uh, I think, I mean, every professional wrestler that says they don't want to make it to the quote unquote big time is probably lying to you. Um, that's always the the end results. That's the the highest, highest goal. Like, let's not say like just WWE, but there's a lot of other bigger promotions out there like Ring of Honor. You've got uh, TNA, Impact. Uh, again, there's so many others that are on like a top tier level. And um you know, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but I've actually had three opportunities to work for the WWE uh, with tryouts, and I was um, an extra. Uh, so I had a taste of it, and I told myself, you know, if this is as far as I were to get with the WWE, I need to be happy with that. Because not everybody who is in this business even gets one opportunity. And I've had three. I mean, that may be minuscule to some others. But those are my experiences, and I'm grateful for them. And as I said, uh, if this, that is as far as I were to ever get, I have to be proud of those moments. So no one can take that away yeah. from me, no matter what. What do your friends and family think about you being a wrestler? Not, like, not all of them know, Killary. What? Not all of them know. <laughs> See, is it your like, dirty little secret? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Really, really. Why? Um, I think it 
that's like honestly like I feel like I'm the black sheep of the family. Oh, we're getting philosophical now. Yes, guys. we are. Oh my god, settle in. Okay, settle in right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll lean in and start blogging about it. Let's start talking. Um, I like I think like they don't really understand like what wrestling is and that it's fake and and all that other. Um, I guess what's the word I'm thinking of? Oh my god! Like the the contra the controversy around right. what a wrestler does and what it pertains. And do they and maybe the entertainment value in all of it? And the whole like oh don't you get hurt or they wouldn't want me to get hurt or to see me in a way that they would never see me before because they like your family knows you as you know. I, I'm Julia, not this wrestling character. And then, you know, if they were to come watch me wrestle, they'd be like, that's, is that my, is that my granddaughter or my, my niece? Or like, what's, what's happening here? Like, this is like a foreign concept to me. She's hurting herself or hurting somebody else. Um, so I've just, I've kept it really quiet when I've done things like work for the WWE, when I've been in the newspaper or when I've been on TV for, for or even on the radio or podcast that I've been on. Uh, so it's just, it's always been like, just kind of held in the background. Like my cousins know and they think it's super cool, but my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents, um, my dad actually recently found out because... Um, his friends saw a little blob, uh, blob, blurg about me <laughs> in the Toronto Star. Uh-huh. And, uh, he basically, my dad's colleague sent him this clip from the Toronto Star. <laughs> oh, and no, then, no. And oh, then, my God. uh, my dad comes to visit me here and he's like, so tell me about this wrestling thing. And I literally like, <laughs> pushed my chair away from the table like okay I have done a very good job of never telling you that I am a wrestler how how did you find this out (laughs) that's so funny and he's like oh I've known for a long time I'm like you're so full of shit I can I can see it like come on come on and so he finally came out with it that you know his colleague sent him this little clip from but was he mad about it or did he was he proud of you Um, was he like excited that he there, that you had this fun uh, part of your life y- you know uh at first he was like so are you doing this to be famous i was like are you kidding me like no i'm not doing this god you have be- a sex tape if you wanted to be famous everybody knows <laughs> oh, god <laughs> right um and i was like no dad it has it has nothing to do with fame this is just something that i actually was able to put into motion like dedicate so many years of my life to I sacrificed so much whether it's seeing like birthdays and family and hanging out with friends for whatever reason it was like no I have to go train I have to go to the gym I have to meal prep like I like I planned everything out so I could prepare to be a wrestler I even went to school many years ago for personal tra- training, health and fitness wise, because I had I went to a gym. I'm like I have no fucking idea what I am doing. I I had no idea. I could pick up a magazine and be like bicep curl. <laughs> Where's my? Bicep? But how do you hide all this from your family and friends? Because it's time consuming. Like this is a lifestyle. Well, my friends knew and they were like super stoked about it. I just kept it from my family because. For the longest time, um, I had my tattoos and my piercings also hidden from them. And uh, so if they were to ever come see me wrestle, they would see me in true form. So I, I just kept it all all tucked away in a little box. So 
I'm really stunned that your dad just found out yep. and you still have your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles that still don't know. Is there a part of you that wants to just come out with it and let everybody know? For sure. So For sure. what are you afraid of? Now we're really getting yeah. philosophical. No, it's cool. Um, I think it's like, like I don't want to say like I'm like I'm not ashamed of what I've done at all, but I'm uh, I'm already afraid of being judged by my family. I've already, like you know I've come to see like family reunions, family gatherings, multicolored hair, ripped jeans, baggy T-shirts, you know, punk goth rocker style, and that is totally not what my family is. Like we are traditional Greek people. We don't look like that. No, no. I'm I'm traditional Greek too. We don't look like that no, either. No, 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 no. It's you like a big deal when you. You, yeah. you do not walk into your grandparents' house with blue hair. No, you don't. And, How dare you? And I have done it multiple times. Do you think that you also maybe don't want to be defined by it? Oh, like it, it is you, but it's not, not all me. of you. Exactly. And people would group you there. Yes. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And yes. they think that maybe Vice will fuck me up. <laughs> Do you think that there's a little bit of, uh, there shouldn't be shame, because it's, as much as it is theatrics, it's also very athletic. Like you said, you're training constantly. Mm-hmm. But do you think because of the WWE and all the ridiculousness, in some ways you are a little bit like nervous that people will think it's silly? Yes, and that's it's come out like I've I've told people and their eyes roll like oh you're into that fake shit I was like oh no here we go like I have to put my hands in my pockets because I start getting violent you know <laughs> like I'm gonna get aggressive now I'm like let me just put my hands away because yeah the fists will fly so <laughs> people Look, realistically yeah. you could hurt somebody but you know how to do it in a way where you don't that's right that's right. So, so it's like two skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you get in a lot of fights as a kid? No, actually, I didn't. I I I was the unpopular one, so people picked on me. But I like I just stayed. You know, I didn't fight with people. You know, as I got older, I grew a backbone and really didn't give a shit what people thought about me, how I looked, how I dressed, what I ate. You know, like how I presented myself to the world. Go to school, do my thing, go home. Yeah, you understand that, Hillary. She's six foot two. So when did you become like how old were you when you hit your 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 height? Uh oh god. Like I don't know. I was in like my like 20s I think. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cuz I was going to say who would mess with you? Really? Yeah. If you were a teenager and you were probably taller than most, you oh, were yeah. probably in in the back of every class photo oh, if I had to guess. Always in the middle. In the middle. In the middle. And the, middle. And the one yeah. girl standing in the class photo. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That was me That's growing right. up too. Oh, yeah. not you, Hillary. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hillary when I met Vice when she came into the building, I thought I'd throw her off, but I said to her, "Oh, you're much shorter than I thought." <laughs> and she <laughs> really did catch me like, "You know a lot of tall people." Oh my god. <laughs> because I bet everybody looks at you and goes, Oh my God, you're so tall. Yep. Everybody must say How's that. How's the you. weather up there? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I'm going to fucking pile drive you oh, right my now. God. I'll tell you how the weather <laughs> is. It's horrible. I hate, I ever, hate that saying. <laughs> have you ever injured yourself wrestling? Oh, yes. Like, oh, what's yes. the worst injury you've had? Because it is, even though it, it, there are theatrics involved in it, it's physically taxing. Uh, shoulder injury. That's been my By worst. the way, I love the way Hillary asked that question like she knew. It's physically taxing. Yes. Is it, Hillary? Yes. Well, I don't wrestle, but I kickbox, and I know, like, even when you're sparring, accidents happen. You know, I've torn muscles. um, I've sprained 
joints. Um, I actually, like, my very first broken bone was a wrestling match. I was oh. like, oh, great, here we go. It's going to go downhill now, right? Uh, but no, the worst injury that I've ever sustained in a match was um, my right shoulder. Yeah. And, how, and how long were you out of commission? Uh, quite some time. Quite some time. And then yeah. how do you explain that to people who don't know you fight? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the sling in your arm. You know, well, most no people, big deal. Most people know if they see me walking around with a limp or with a sling, I'm like, oh, bad wrestling match. Eh? It's like, oh, you have no idea. It's part of the reason, though, you get injured because of a bad a bad coordination, meaning you and your partner, uh, she was maybe too rough or you. I don't know. I'm trying to explain how a wrestling move could go wrong. But how does it go wrong? Because I'm assuming there's a lot of coordination that goes into these matches. For sure. It could be be um a mishap in in the mechanics of it all like we that's why you train because you know how to do it properly and most importantly safely because when you are in a match with somebody else you have each other's lives in your hand you can very easily give your your opponent uh, a concussion that could be um life threatening you know because there are like varying degrees of concussions uh neck injuries you know those are the uh, back injuries those are very very serious um so that's why training is so important which is why i don't agree with backyard wrestling um <laughs> which happens um so knowing how to do it properly and safely uh, enables you to when you're working in a match to execute the moves properly and safely so everybody like i don't mind coming out of a match sore but if i'm injured that's a different story now sometimes there have been accidents where i've i'm doing a move and like i roll my ankle step uh, ankle excuse me stepping down and like sometimes the mats are just a little bumpy like they're older i don't know what the whole deal is but you 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 make mistakes you know you injure yourself in matches yeah i've done it i've twisted my ankle in a match i'm like are you kidding me um <laughs> but uh, where was I going with all of this? I don't remember now. But um, injuries, injuries. Um, so, like, it, the the biggest thing is is remember how like knowing how to protect yourself and your opponent. I know if something is going wrong, I would rather injure myself than injure my opponent because I don't want to be labeled as unsafe. Right. And you can be. I got I to gotta ask. Um, mm-hmm. I heard through the grapevine that you have a couple of signature moves. I sure do. You need to tell me what your signature moves are. So I know if they're coming at me, I'll be prepared <laughs> for them. So my finishing move is called the Vice Bomb. So it's a double-handed choke slam. Jesus. In, 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 <laughs> Jesus. Into a spine buster. Uh, okay, okay, can you um be more specific? I, I, I was going to say, can you be more specific and show me? But don't show me. Just tell me. So I grab them by their neck. Oh, my God. I lift them up. Oh. And then I... I spread my legs into a V and I slam them in between my legs onto their back. <laughs> what? Yeah, That's it's all one room. fluid... And game motion. That, um, I'm sorry, I'm just getting 
my my brain is now trying to process what just happened. <laughs> and that's your finishing move. That's you, my finishing. But you have another signature move, or is that basically the your the vice bomb? Is it? Because it uh, sounds like the vice bomb sounds like a shooter to me. <laughs> but now now I know different. That's that is my finishing move. Uh, we all have certain move sets we do. Um, another one of my favorite moves that I do is essentially a spinning net breaker, and it's badass. I love it. It looks so it looks so friggin' sick when you see it live. It looks it looks lethal, but it's not. But it's not. But it's, not. <laughs> it's like the big dirty secret. It's yeah. not. It's fine. You're fine. I you know. The world of wrestling is so fascinating to me because you talked about watching it growing up. That's what my dad and I used to do on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings. We'd watch the WWE. Yeah. His English wasn't great. Great. He's a Greek man. So mm-hmm. he learned English through Star Trek, John Wayne movies, and the WWE. <laughs> so adorable. So isn't it? <laughs> so friggin' adorable. It's hilarious. So uh, I love WWE and all the old school wrestlers uh, like Hulk Hogan and, and the Junkyard Dog and all that stuff. But... Um, my question is, what is it about pro wrestling that would shock people? Like, is there something that we don't know? Because I have an idealized version of what it would be like to not just be a wrestler, but behind the scenes and the camaraderie and the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Is it like that, really? Or are there just a bunch of assholes there? No, I definitely think there is uh, a brotherhood and a sisterhood behind the scenes. Like when I get to a show, they're like, like they even call me bro sometimes and it doesn't even offend me. (laughs) But like, you know, you haven't seen someone in uh, several months or even years. You're like, hey, bro, what's up? How are you doing? You shake their hand, you embrace them in a hug because there's a lot of, especially when I go on tour, um, there's a lot of guys and girls that I haven't seen, you know, for years and it was just like one one uh, one year I went to go wrestle at the um, Lombardi, Lombardi Fair Show out in Smith Falls or just past Smith Falls, and there was people there that I hadn't seen in five, six, seven years, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck? I haven't seen." And like <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, I got babies now." I was like, "You have babies now? Yeah, like, it's you're, so you're, wild, you're like married, a big reunion, you know? right?" And it was just like, you know, you still embrace them. You still shake their hand. You wish them well. And, you know, it's it's like you like you uh, like left off from where you were like seven years ago, like nothing happened. Like you were seeing each other yesterday kind of thing. So there is definitely like, I mean, you know, sometimes like with any any place of work, you, you've got some people that will have attitude and like, that's cool. You just let them do their thing. I don't I don't get offended by it. I still shake their hand anyway. Bad blood or not, you just shake their hand and you move on with it. It's just a sign of respect. Do you think it's because they're threatened? Oh, I don't know if I want to go that far. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> now, is there sexism in the wrestling world? Like do are, are things pretty equal? Do men and women get treated equally or is there still sort of like by fans or by in Both. general? By people taking part, by athletes, by Um I would I would probably have to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. Um and sometimes we willingly take part in it. Like look at our like if you look at the gear that we, we wear, some of it's more revealing on some people than others. And I don't have a problem with it and I'm not shit talking what people wear in the ring. I don't care. Um but you know I you still get catcalled even if you were wearing a onesie, right? You know you're still gonna get it, um, you know like it, especially um, at at certain shows you'll have more like of a family orientated 
atmosphere and not so family orientated. So there is when you're at certain types of shows, there's definitely a different vibe from the crowd. And at some shows, you'll get more of the the nasty cat calls and then you'll get more of the take off your top or oh, kind of so to be fair that not much is hidden by the guys uniforms either it, no it's true it's very true <laughs> I mean true. I I got I can see everything you got going on oh for sure uh, but that's just that's just how it is you know like you know like guys are gonna look a certain like the, like these guys a lot of them that I know like they, these guys put time into their bodies like they know exactly they measure the food like everything that they in like eat consume whatever like they work this is their life this is because they, they want to get to that end game of wwe tna impact all like all the ones that are on the top tier that's where they want to go or else I they wouldn't I was, care yeah i was thinking more along the administrative side along the way fans talk about the sport whether they consider women to be equal athletic wise or I think now, nowadays, with the direction that the WWE has gone, like the women are getting more of an opportunity to show their skill. Whereas if you were to go back to like, you know, the the, the non PG era where you know where it was WWF, Raw's War, and Warzone and all that kind of stuff, you would see. You know, like the lingerie matches, the brawn panty matches, all like all that really overly sexual stuff. Now you don't see that. You don't see any of it. And as a female wrestler, I appreciate that because when I was watching that stuff, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. They're not they're not showing this like what they have to offer. Like these women can do so much more than just flounce around in a thong and a bra. Like right. there's so much more to them than this, and now they're being characterized by the fact that they can walk around on television in a g-string. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I understand that there's yeah. a real there's a real skill to to what you do. There's theatrics. There's entertainment. Um, it's a craft. Mm-hmm. I I actually believe that it's a craft. Yeah. I mean, again, growing up watching the WWE, I was enthralled week to week mm-hmm. to week. The storylines were great. Mm-hmm. The pile drives were great. The suplexes, hello, <laughs> yeah, that was really great stuff. But you know you talk about the women back in the day I don't even remember those the lingerie women I remember the women being the arm candy mm-hmm. to the big big wrestlers and the, that was and, you like know, 80s that was the then, 80s do you remember your, Elizabeth was oh, like the she big was my she was amazing but I always said so is sensational Sherry but they were always sort of property to fight over mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. and they didn't stand up for themselves mm-hmm. but the way they do now and the storylines yeah. are yeah. excellent and I yeah. hope you guys don't fight over men <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this term uh, my trainer really drilled it into my head don't shit where you eat so like some people like again oh my god I just opened up a can of worms I'm sorry um, keep opening it girl <laughs> <laughs> let's do it um, there like some people that I know have had very successful relationships with other like other wrestlers and I cannot be happier for them but other times it hasn't worked and then the drama just continues show to show to show you know people aren't getting booked because of other people so you kind of get you know drag through the mud and you know like keep it in the fake storyline not the real story yeah (laughs) exactly like like as I said like I, I I've chosen not to have any relationships with you know people in wrestling uh, so I just keep that sounds smart me. to me um, you know I forgot I, I went off on a tangent which is what I actually do very well do women get paid 
what the boys are getting paid in wrestling? That's a, that, good, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's interesting all. that you I, wouldn't. I, we have all our set payouts. Oh, I see. What we ask for and what we believe we're worth. Um, but I don't know and I don't ask about what the other boys get. I don't ask. Okay, that's it's not my, interesting. It's not my place to ask. No, of course not. But mm-hmm. no, see, I didn't realize that you all go in and you negotiate your own deals mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I mm-hmm. always thought that maybe you got paid out a certain amount of money. There was a purse mm-hmm. for every single match, but it doesn't work like that. No. Okay. Shit, I'm learning something new every single day, aren't I? <laughs> Well, this has been amazing. A I little just, insight into yeah. the world of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, please come to Ottawa and come to London soon because I want ringside seats, girl. For sure. Just please, For sure. But please don't include me in any of this. Like, like, don't bring me up on stage or anything like that. <laughs> I'm serious. I want a picture of you with her in a headlock. <laughs> All right, please. I can do that. I yeah. can do oh that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming oh, on the podcast my pleasure. today. Thank you. It's fun. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.